Yeah. Yeah. He was always going to be in the dope jam. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and here? Mm, nah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, okay. Um, <clears throat> all in this shit, but, uh... Niggas said mad shit. Oh, we'll... Niggas said mad shit. Never be here. All right, well, we could jump in. We know how he can get down. We could jump in. Uh, get in where you fit, and let me just stop chomping on that. <clears throat> uh, Been at work all damn day since, like, six... Since like 6.30, I got home at 7.30, then I had to put that joint on top of the car. I ain't used that in like five, six years. I don't remember how to do that shit. Don't you put on top of your car? Road the, the bubble. The bubble. You put a bubble on your car? What kind of weird shit is yeah, that? You know these 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 um trucks and Pathfinders and Honda Odyssey, uh, not Odyssey's, Honda Pilots don't have no trunk space? When you gotta use oh, all the roads. Oh, you really put that bubble? You was an old nigga, God. God, I took uh, funny as hell. Now I know what he's talking about. Ah, uh, Ali, you mad funny, yo. Got to be. I wanted a, I wanted another minivan. My wife was like, hell no, I'm too young for that. Yeah, mm. Old as fuck. Minivan is a shit, though. That shit mad comfortable, yo. Nah, you know what, though? I like, um... I like the, um, the Passport. Not the Passport, the Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, the Odyssey is my shit. You know why I love the Odyssey, yo? I ain't gonna lie to you. All right, so boom. I'm coming back from um, Tachi one time, right? And on the sh- on the road, yo, nigga had an all-black Honda Odyssey. And it was chrome trim, like lined around the side with doors and everything like that. And in the front, instead of the Honda symbol, the symbol was the symbol for Star Trek. And I was like, this is the illest shit I ever seen in hmm. my life, nigga. Shit was the illest shit. I was like, I want this. And I wanted it. Tell people all the time, yo. Yeah, but then I bought it and I felt crazy. way better about myself. Fuck <laughs> 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 <But> that. <laughs> that shit cool when you only got one kid, not when you got four. And I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta load up. <clears throat> but yo, as I stuff in my face and everything. Welcome to the Better Than You Podcast. Good morning, excuse me. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you may be listening to this pod, we have the Better Than You Pod coming to you another week. And shout out to the people that been hitting me, Chris, uh, man, Jamal, Deirdre, like about four or five people hit me. It's like, yo, y'all consistent again. It was yeah, like, like people have been sending me with the joint, like, yo, look what popped into my um. I guess my my wherever they store they pods and shit like yo my sh- yo y'all back I was like yeah yo just had to take a break yeah nigga yeah. charge the energy so salute to those day ones <laughs> so that week after uh, Yonkers beat Harlem but we don't gotta go back into that again uh, but as we was uh, talking today we had some. Uh, New York news drop. We'll say that. We'll just say New York news drop where Andrew Cuomo had to resign as governor, excuse me, of the state of New York, um, I guess, amid some uh, sexual scandals and things. Like that. I haven't been following it. I've just kind of been reading the headlines. I haven't like yeah. I don't know the in-depth part of it. I don't know if there's anything really in-depth about it, per se, <laughs> outside of the allegations. But go ahead, B. I feel like it's always mostly allegations for the shit. Like, there's never really anything in-depth, man. Like I like I was just saying to y'all, man, um, I don't know if we was recording them, but it's like every... Like, he... he this shit just came out during the... Um, during the political season when people were running for president. It happened during the presidential elections. It happened during COVID. It was a major attack on Cuomo. You know what I'm saying? They did the same thing to, um, to the other boy that... The, um, that they got rid of for the horse and um as the governor of, of New York. What, who, what was the name? All right, never mind. It, it was a while. Oh, the blonde guy, the blonde guy, right? No, nah, yeah, black hair. Yeah, yeah, I can't think. Yeah. Go ahead. I know you're talking All right, about it. But, but yeah, no, no, because he, he used to mess with the, the um people who were screwing us, the banking people that were screwing us and doing inside trading and shit. And like Cuomo was making Trump look stupid every day. And you know what I mean? And he was acting like he was the king of, of, of COVID, 
And he kind of was, you know what I mean? Like, you can't take that from him. But they were going to come for you, bro. You know what I mean? And when I say the proverbial day, it's like not just local politics anymore. It's like the world engine is decidedly trying to find what the fuck is wrong with Cuomo now so we can make him look stupid and our guy look smart. And they got him. Got him on something. You know? Mm-hmm. And and it, it, it was such a harsh thing that they got him on that at the time, our president, um, the the now president, um, President Biden, was was saying he needs to resign from office. Legit. I mean, and then you say in the in the election shit, like yes, Andrew Cuomo should resign from office. So so I he mean, couldn't pull a Trump and just be like, fuck yeah, I'm staying. He couldn't. He, it was too. It was too much. He literally did pull a Trump and said, fuck y'all, he's staying. That's what made okay. me think it's something bad. Because he should have been out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? They would been trying to get rid of this nigga. You know? So, yeah, I don't know what... I don't know... I don't know the facts behind the situation. Blase, blah, blah. Right, right. Blah, if I said that. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's something. Yeah, nah. I mean, fuck it, man. Political scandal shit. I don't be feeling bad for the motherfuckers, man. It's like, if you make it that far to such a high office and shit like that, because, I mean, governor is only fucking, you know what I'm saying, uh, ain't too many fucking governorships in the country and shit, you know what I'm saying? You make it that high, I figure tighten up your shit, man, but it is what it is. I mean, you alluded to Elliot Spitzer, like, earlier and shit. Yeah, that's And he got him the fuck out of there. And uh, it's funny, it makes me think back to... Uh, I think I might have been a year out of college or something like that, whenever it was, when yeah, when when the fucking, uh, in fact, I was visiting someone on campus and shit, it was in somebody's dorm room, me and my boy, and we had the TV on, and this nigga, uh, who was the governor? Uh, it's fucking, uh, don't do Jersey and shit. Don't do it. Ah. Don't do it. Just leave it alone, Joe. I was leaving that alone. Damn, all right. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, that was an ill-ass moment and shit, That was yeah. a weird one. It was the weirdest shit. It's like, I forget what the fuck. I think he has some kind of scandal shit behind him, of course. But gay. No, I know, but I think he has some scandal shit behind him or, or with him and shit. But nah, you the way this nigga swerved. Nah, okay. Well, I think the scandal might be he was creeping this shit or something like that. But this maybe, nigga maybe came out and said that he was a gay American and yeah. shit. And he had his, his wife, yo, she was right up there with him and shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, yo. Get the fuck that was the That was the weirdest shit. And thing was, I kind of fucked with Jim McGreevy. He paused. Because yeah. he... he you see, see like a cool motherfucking shit, you know, whatever. It's like, ah, wow, that's the no. governor. But, uh, yeah, nah, that was some other shit, yo. And I don't know. You think it's true going to drop on some, on some Biden shit? I mean, they had them little. Nah, because he's been around too long and they always okay. wanted to get rid of him. So here's the thing. This, this is the thing, though. And, and, you know, like, you're not, you're not wrong with what you said. I just, kind of disagree because it bothers me because it affects the talent pool it's like yeah every yeah like tighten up your shit and all the rest of that but like you know that people can't be perfect you know like and let's not make perfect the enemy of the good and we just do that too often even on our politicians we expect somebody to have a pure pass the purity test for their entire lives and then win an election and it's like no uh like i just want you to be good be good, be effective, and not worry about that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's facts. I mean, people are going to offer some shit. It's not like they took a... Well, they did take an oath. But uh, <laughs> it's not like motherfuckers is priests and shit. And shit, like, priests took their oath and shit to the most high, and yeah. they got their motherfucking schedules and shit. So it's like, yeah. uh, no, man. I ain't fucking no. Yeah, yeah, so, Alex ain't done. Alex ain't done. I don't know. I figured Alex might want to jump into that album we were talking about. Well, album? He was hyping this shit. The Nas John. Nick's Nick? Nick? Nas shit. Nas shit. 
Nah, nah. I thought it was mid at first, but like it's better than mid. Yeah. I guess the highlight. Sorry, my bad, y'all. My phone rang. That's why I cut out. Oh, alright. Yeah, nah. For me, the nah shit, it was it was good. You know what I'm saying? Like a nigga like Nas got, you know, fair amount of like classics and this shit. So it's always weird to try to judge the shit. And the last King's Disease, you know, the shit won him the Grammy. Mm-hmm. You know, finally gave him that shit. Yeah. And uh, th- this one, I mean, it didn't, it didn't totally feel like they had some shit left over, I guess. But I got a good feeling that they had a fair amount of the shit like left over and shit. And then like you know, Holland it, fucking like EPFD, fucking Eminem and shit like that. But I gotta say, I did enjoy that Lauren verse though. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, Before... it like it... go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, before we get into that, I was just going to say, y'all, I'm not a fan. I think I said in our group chat, too, I'm not a fan of Eminem. But that verse, he just made that rapper shit look, like, easy. Like, and I was like, yo, you think you could give me a verse? And he just woke up and was like, all right, give me a second. And went and did it, sent it, and got back in the bed. Like, he just made that shit seem easy. And I'm saying as a person that's not a fan of Eminem. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not the biggest M fan, but I'm not it. I recognize the talent. Let me say that. That's yeah, what I should but, say. But, um... I was watching the Tyler Creator interview. Did y'all watch that? Uh, yeah, I didn't finish it. I've seen it in pieces. I'm gonna gotta watch that shit. And yeah, I'll do one. First off, Tyler Creator is brilliant. I mean, I've always yeah. been a fan, and then my daughter became like a huge Tyler fan and whatever. So, um, so like you know, he's he's always been ingrained in my household. But he said some ill shit in there, and he was like, yo, he was like, yo, some people. He he, he mentioned Eminem. He was like, yo, he just got too good at his job. You know what I mean? Where it's just, like, so easy, he just starts da-da-da-da-da, and it's, like, yeah. past us now. You know what I mean? Like, we not even, you know what I mean? Like, we, we're not even on that shit, M. You know? Like, you take way too mm-hmm. serious. <laughs> got too technically good. Lyrical miracle. Mm-hmm. Lyrical miracle. Um, but, yeah, just but leading back to what Joe was going to lead into with that Lauren verse, I, I kind of, to be honest, I felt a similar way about Lauren. Like, she may she may have a whole album in the stash for all we know. We don't know. Because she doesn't let out music. She's just, you know, she's just giving us the pieces of content that she's given us is so great that we are still living off of it 25-something years later. I was an intern at Sony when the score came out. And then I was working at Sony when the whole Lauren album project came out. And fun fact that, I mean, just some behind the scenes, like the label did not like that record. Like, there was a fight not to put that album out. The album that everybody thinks is one of the top 50 all-time or whatever, that l- people literally in that building literally hated that album. But I'll say that story for another day. Um, yeah, there's mad albums like that. <clears throat> but the um, but that Lauren verse was another verse I felt like. And I was like, yo, you feel like rhyming or you want to sing a hook? And she was like, nah, I feel like rhyming. I'm going to do this for you. And just woke up and did it. And didn't just, not just 16 bars not even singing the hook. She gave us 24, I think it was about 32 bars, if I if I yeah. counted them right. It was about, she gave us 32 bars and explained the last 25 years in 32 bars where nobody could, she left, every everything was answered. Like, when you wanted to know what happened, Lauren, what was going on, she explained it all to you in 32. Though, yeah. Double entendres and everything. Like she gave us everything. I don't, I don't want to step on what you was going to say, Joe, because you was leading into it, but you were about to um, go about it. Oh no! Nah, nah, I just said it was a highlight for me and shit. And yeah, for sure. Sounded sounded good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like prime Lawrence spitting like like just. Right. It was like like you said, but it was like it was it was like effortless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah um, that's really that's the correct good. word, effortless. Yeah. And it was a good it was a good beat. It wasn't too you know what I'm saying for her to, for us to hear her for the first time. That beat was in a good pocket. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't too fast, wasn't too up, wasn't too down. Like, it was in the right pocket for her to get her shit off. And for you to hear every single thing, you could focus on her words. Like, I'm, you know, that's nerd type shit. But, you know, the beat wasn't too loud. And nothing was too, everything was perfect. Because you got to understand and hear everything. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I felt, I thought that, I thought that was dope, you know. But, I mean, overall, I thought the project... It's a good project. I know when me and B first listened to, well, when B first listened to, he said something to me, and I kind of had the faint, same feeling after the first listen. But I mm. always revisit albums again 
maybe not in that moment, but I might wait and then go back to it again to see how I feel about it and so on and so forth. So I mean, it's, it's a cool album. I don't, I won't, I don't have the same feeling I got that I got from King's Disease. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah. thought it was like I like to hear Nas. He he kind of brought Nas over a little bit more. You heard a little bit more playing with the flows. That song Rare is great. I don't know if anybody saw the video, but the song itself, I, lo- I love that song Rare. The, the beat switch up, tempo switch up and everything. But I, yeah. it's just, you know, classic Nas. Hip hop is just aging well. You know, 90s hip hop is aging well in 2021. Yeah, but Nas, Nas had an ill album with um with the one with, with Khalees dressed in the front. Life is good. That shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and, um, King's Disease, the first one. The King's Disease, the first one. It was pretty good, you know what I'm saying? It had really good smashes on there, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. But Nas peaked a while ago. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Man, you know what I mean? Nas peaked in '96, bro. Yeah, you can't say Hove did, yo, because like Hove's still giving us. You know what I mean? When Hov dropped four four four, that's all the world was talking about. He know how to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, different type of different type of artists, but you know, different you know, different type of artists makes different type of music. More diverse, I should say, in a sense. So there's different things you get from Hov. You know, yeah. Nas has been on a consistent line of what he delivers. And with these last two albums, you might have gotten a little different stuff because he's got more modern beats, better beats, but not just better beats, but more modern beats. You know what I'm saying? It's not throwback beats or anything like that. So cool album and everything like that. I don't think uh, I'm not sure if anything else dropped. I'm not. I don't know those young newbies and the lils and the youngs or who dropped and stuff like that. So I wasn't really paying um, paying attention to that. But one other thing that did drop was um, T Pain's um, Drink Champs. I don't know. I know we <laughs> talked about it a little bit. So I love T Pain, yo. I think he's a genius. Tallahassee oh, Pain. Yeah. Dope interview. Yeah, I like how he gave it to me. But go ahead, Joe. I know you had you were saying a lot. Oh, a lot of drunk, especially yeah, when you got that, drunk. Yeah, that T Pay, that T Pay drink chest was uh, it, it was dope and shit. And uh, you could tell he he had some shit to get off his chest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some yeah. like some niggas come to drink champs and shit, and they there on the strength of Nori. They gonna let Nori ask this shit and you know whatever. Some niggas come there like be like an Irv Gotti or Ja Rule that want to tell all these stories and shit. And then you get a motherfucker like T Pain <laughs> that felt disrespected for however long and shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like this nigga was the hottest motherfucker out of shit. He was like, he was like, you throw him on the hook, it was like golden and shit. Mm-hmm. And then like T Pain addressed the death of auto tune, auto tune track from Hove and shit. And mm-hmm. the shit got super cold for him and shit. And it's mm-hmm. funny, I remember that time because everybody was using the shit. You know what I'm saying? You had you had Wayne and Kanye. You know that's probably the most prolific motherfuckers using it. But they got to the point where you had motherfucking Ether Boy, Ron Browns and shit. Yeah, you know, doing that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? That was like his whole wave and shit. And then we know it was the pop champagne with Jimmy and shit. Not Jewels on that. And it's funny because I remember when Death or Two came out. I see the interview. Uh, this may be hot '97 and uh. I mean, it's before the pods was really popping, so it's like Hot 97 or Car 105 and shit. And it had Ghostface up there. He's like, yo, shit, I, had, I just got me a motherfucking Auto 2 track and shit. I think it was somewhere with Ron Brown, so it's like, yo, this whole shit is shit dead. So I'm like, fuck. And then I think that was like the general sentiment and shit. And then when T-Pain addressed uh, uh, when, when Usher like casually told him that he ruined music and shit, uh, and yeah. I heard him to his soul. And that had to hurt that. somebody. Like, if you're an artist, and like one of the biggest artists of your time, like lets you know, like seriously, you fucked the world up of shit that we do. Right. Yeah, because I mean, shit. After Michael, after Michael Jackson and shit, we had fucking, you know, my way, fucking A seven hundred one and Confessions, and Usher was like, you know, generally regarded as the best, like all around the dancing, singing motherfucker, making these smashes and shit, and. It's funny, Pain talk about how you looked up to Usher's and had that yeah. motherfucking tell him that shit. And I mean, yo, but like like you had said, Alex, the shit like uh was it? it got 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 a little live and shit, like maybe that last hour or so in the drink chest because 
It's like some niggas go on that show and they get like pissy drunk, but they be like the type of niggas that be like just happy to be out there and shit sometimes. Other motherfuckers, they know they tolerance and shit, so they don't want to get too saucy or too high and stuff. But the nigga T-Pain, he was drinking, 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 drinking. And then this motherfucker would have called out there that every injustice ever happened to him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. It was like Akon, yo, fuck Akon and shit. He ain't yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, he was still, I was like, damn, you still on that. Yeah, he was like, fuck Akon, just sorry for the cider bonus. He ain't do shit. Fuck <laughs> that. It was funny because, like, I said, like, I, I like, group chat, like, yo. Like the last hour, 45 minutes and shit, fucking, uh, well, not the whole time there, then, and it was cool and shit, but when that, when everybody hit that, like, last hour mark, fucking Norvian and ESN, they was looking, they was looking scared and shit, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was like, yeah, first, he like, was yo, going harder and harder, he was going in. Yeah, it's like, yo, your people's what shut it down. I'm like, nah, nah, it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to slide, he tried to slick it out. I was like, yo, I think your people's want to shut it down. That nigga's like, nah, nah, fuck them, we gonna keep going. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh. He got something to get off his chest for real. You know, the funny thing with like, you know, the funny, the funny thing with like Dory and shit, especially Dory. Dory loved getting the dirt, you know what I'm saying? But it was like T Pain was like telling who he thought was shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> he told me, <laughs> fucking Dory, fucking. What a funny shit he talked about. Um, Akon brother Boo and shit, but uh. He said, he said he's like 16 years old and shit. I think he might be on this group, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he left home something. to go stay, stay with Boo and them and then land and some shit, whatever. And then motherfuckers got evicted that night. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he said, we spoke on that. Yo, Boo type with like Kanye, so I don't know if he's still like magic, but do whatever you do, whatever shit. But then like, yo, nigga said you can't get no more free Yeezy shit. That nigga is hilarious, though. But you know what? A lot of but you know what I like about T Pain, and we don't gotta spend too much time on it. What I like about T Pain, he laughed at himself. Like those moments, the whole moments, mm-hmm. he laughed at himself. Oh, he's a you know, I really got the song the second verse that he really wasn't dissing me. It was similar to his rant a few weeks ago when he said we already got the baby and little baby do something different. Similar to Hope mm-hmm. was saying, Wayne and T-Pain got it of it. Y'all do something different. You know what I'm saying? Side note, yeah. it was interesting you mentioned Pop Champagne. They didn't do that at versus another song they missed. But anyway, but it was just, he was able to laugh at himself how he saw Hove and had too many drinks in his hand. And Hove gave him a little dog pat on the head or whatever and shit like that. Yeah. Like, I like that he could laugh at himself in, in situations where even where he fucked up, like he talked about his shit with, with um, Khaled, where it really wasn't Khaled. He said it was really him on some shit. He could laugh mm-hmm. at it and not take himself too seriously. And I think I like people like that because that means he's self-aware, which is, I think, is why you see the resurgence that he's having right now. So salute to T-Pain. Always been a fan of his stuff. Always thought he was a good musician and a good producer. You know what I'm saying? And, and people use auto tune. I mean, hell, Chris Brown is basically the new, the Usher 2.0, and he uses the auto tune more than anybody. So yeah. salute, to, salute to T-Pain. But, yo, you mentioned Akon and just... I just thought about it, and we don't got to spend a lot of time on, on it, especially if everybody didn't see it, but I watched, I got a chance to watch the whole WAC 1069 interview, and the reason I thought about mm-hmm. it, because you mentioned Akon, and boo, you said you didn't know what they were doing right now, WAC was like, nigga, you think I don't know who managed you, the African dude, so <laughs> Akon manages 6ix9ine, but I thought that was funny, but I've been, oh, I got a chance to, yeah, I would, that shit threw me for a minute, I was like, oh shit, he, man, he was like, yeah, he manages him. But um, shout out to my man Murder Murphy, um, who is, handles all um Six Nine's business and stuff like that. But it was an interesting interview. He was like, what really? He was kind of, you know, Six Nine is a smart dude, just based upon how we've seen him handling themselves in certain interviews. But you know, Wack being of a certain cloth, looking at him a certain way, really just, you know, broke it down beautifully. The way I've always seen it, the way that I always seen it myself. Like, this, you're a civilian. You're not a gangster. You yeah. think you gangster, but you a civilian because you told. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's why I'm not mad at you. He was like, and you know, Wack is, you know, whoever he is. I don't, I'm not from the streets, but you know, his rep is his rep. He was like, fuck shoddy and them and all. And he was he was on, he was on that type of time. Live on air. So whatever they got on their wow. little shit over there is like, you know, it ain't it don't it ain't seen what it seemed like when it was happening. 
versus mm. how they, you know, those OGs from that set just talking about it and stuff like that. But you know, he made he brought up a lot of stuff. I, I, I gained a new found respect. I didn't know Wack when I was running running around in the industry. He was I like I knew who he was, but I didn't know how he moved or his connections or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Wack. Like he he really got some he. Like he really, he's a real smart dude. Like how he's moving and everything. Because now that I listen to him and stuff like that, so it was a, it was an interesting interview. I know nobody probably watched it because the shit was three hours and it got annoying because six nine kept yelling and screaming and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And shout out to Act. I guess that's the jump off for his new pod. So shout out to him. That's a that's a great. And I don't. I would like to see the algorithm on although you know whatever the numbers on that whatever that pod did. But shout yeah. to um shout to shout to Act and uh. That was a good interview with Six Nine Whack. Um, I don't know what's on. I thought about, mm-hmm. about watching that shit, but I thought about watching it, but I just wouldn't move to watch it. Because yeah. it was interesting. Like, oh, shit, this is it's a long, right it's, it's long, though. It's long. It's long. Yeah, so I'm probably not going to listen to it. But yeah. I feel watch it, I mean. But, you know, that, that's fun, though. So Akon and shit, they, they fucking with the Six Nine. It's funny, because I think that from when Six Nine, like, I guess he had just got out and shit, or maybe mm-hmm. he was going, whatever it was and shit. And he had on his uh, page, he was doing a verse to Locked Up and shit with, with Akon sitting there. I'm like, why the fuck is Akon? Maybe like, yeah, and yeah, you know, I, yeah, and that make, it all makes sense now. You know, mm-hmm. I forgot about that vid, that um, clip that was running around too. Yeah, it all made it all makes sense now. I was like, oh, okay, so you got in on the business end of it, and he's just getting a nice check. Cause at the end of the day, six nine still six nine still doing his numbers. Six nine still doing his numbers and everything. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, he's still. He's still um, 10, 15 million and up with his YouTube, um, with his YouTube streams, and then you know, still like whatever, you know, however he was calling out his numbers. He hasn't put out music in a minute, so they got something coming. But my, like I said, my man Murphy manages his business. He's got him involved with a lot of other passive income that he could really just sit down, and not have to be on the road or making music. That he could just do that. And the other thing that was interesting. That wacky. I don't. I don't want to say he exposed it, but I just wasn't aware because I don't follow the kid. That six nine don't write none of his music. I thought I was like those are simple rhymes. I thought he he did that, created that lane for himself the way they did. Nah, it's a whole other dude that writes all of that music. So hmm. I don't know. It's a lot. It was a lot that was exposed in that interview that I was just like, oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, oh shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's not he rhyming. He's it? not lyrical, huh? Um, the T-Pain interview? No, no, no. This is the um, um, oh, 6 9, nine and Wack 100. You know, the oh. blood from the West Coast, OG West Coast dude and, you know, 6 oh, yeah, 9 yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he exposed. No, I don't want to say exposed because uh, he, 6 9 kind of blew over. Like, everybody know that. I never knew that. But then again, I don't follow. But yeah, he was, 6 9 don't write any of it, like, none of it. He doesn't write none of it. Not even like, oh, you write this for me. No, he don't write none of it. He got a whole straight... 12, 15, 16 song Ghost Rider that does everything. He right. just is the he's just the character at the end of the day. So I thought that was I thought that was an he interesting thing. Yeah, because the dude Wack 100 was like, you don't even write your music. So what you told? So he just like out of them like that to me. I'll say out of them to me in a sense because maybe it's been known. But Six Nine's response to that, he was like, yo, everybody know. And he named the dude's name. He was like, yo, I just talked to him the other day. You know, Six Nine pulled out his phone. I was like, look, we texting right now. Like that's my guy. Like we still good. And then he had um, he was I don't know six nine was exposing that um, <laughs> the dude Shoddy DM'd him the other day, but it wasn't Shoddy. It was Shoddy's son that was DM and say, hey, can we get together? He said, yeah. He said, I'm never getting with that nigga. Fuck them niggas. They probably want money. And all uh, it was a whole it's a whole thing. Like it's, it's I mean. Like I said, it's, it's over three hours long. I mean, like I had to watch it over two days because he's annoying. Like the Wack 100 dude was sitting there, you know, discussing things, but 6 9 was all over the place running around and off mic half the time. But it's, it's uh, it exposed a lot of stuff for me because I don't follow the kid like that. We did in the beginning because we thought it was entertaining. But this aspect of it where he's just talking about him being a civilian and need to stop acting, being gangster and how whack exposed his people. Yo, it was just you gotta watch it. I, I would I, I wish there were parts that they the parts that I'm telling you about that you could just watch those parts, like 10 yeah. to 15 minutes of him breaking them down, because the shit is hilarious. How whack breaks down his whole crew and like, yo, that nigga, he said, like, Yeah, you you better stay with him because you're gonna die with him. Like it was just he was just saying wild shit. Mm. 
interesting. You know, you know how street niggas get down. So, but good interview. Shout out to Act. I don't know what he's doing. There. I saw Act calling out, shitting on Drake, shitting on Lil Durk, and on his um Twitch and everything. He's like, yo, yeah, I'm calling y'all niggas to be on my um podcast. Y'all not even hitting me back. He was like, some of y'all niggas was not getting when y'all got dropped from labels when y'all wasn't hot, and my Twitch was hot. Y'all would call me up. Y'all people would call me up to come play 2K on my Twitch. I guess that was a thing for Act. I don't know. You have you probably explained it more, Joe. But he was just like, yo, and because my shit was popping. I I put I helped put my hand out to help y'all. Now y'all back on and popping. I can't get y'all to pick up. He's like, so I'm about to start saying fuck all y'all niggas because y'all acting like I'm not in position, and I'm in position, and I got more money than most of y'all. So I was getting this shit. I was getting this shit. Up. I didn't really like again. I I only know about Act because of everyday struggle, the behind the scenes, and how he got from point A to point B. I don't know. So there's like that whole underground world Twitch gamer whatever he was doing before that's a cult following that he has that's a thing that you know i'm obviously still a thing because he still does it but he was just he was really going off on a lot of you know named artists not picking up the phone for him from drake to dirt to chief oh, he was going in on chief keep i was like i think this nigga is crazy like we need some of these niggas alone <laughs> stuff like that but, yo <clears throat> you say what he knows them Oh yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. He know no. I believe I believe every single thing that I said. I believe every single thing that he said. It's like I, I I don't even know, and I just like nah. I think I believe that because he loved this hip hop shit or you know whatever the world that he created. He loves that shit. He holds that shit dear because he's in a position that he don't have to do that Twitch shit. I'm, I'm I don't know how lucrative it is, but he don't have to do that shit. But he still does it because he's just like I love doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I don't know what the numbers are behind it to that you still warrant you doing it the way that where he is now in his career. That's what I'm saying. Like he's doing it at this point, he's doing it because he loved that shit. Anyway, um Summer League, Summer League, Summer League started. Summer League started. We don't really care about the other teams. I don't know who y'all watching outside of Knicks or care out. Care about outside yeah, of the yeah, watching Sharif Cooker oh, okay. and cooking. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Kay Cunningham right now on, on um is playing um versus Jalen Green. Oh, okay. Um, but really the Digga Johnson that we didn't get, he been cooking over there in Atlanta. Johnson. Um, yeah. Jaden. Jaden. <clears throat> oh, okay. The wing. I got you. Yeah, but um, you know, uh, quickly gave, quickly gave. Duarte, easy 32. <laughs> after Duarte was hyping it at first, and Duarte was like, yo, listen, man, the Knicks wanted to draft Duarte. The Pacers just drafted him before. He went 13. Yep. But he was sitting yep. there going to World Wide West and, and um, Leon Rose and, like, and like um, staring him down and shit. Like, them niggas wasn't trying to draft you, cornball-ass nigga. That's why you got 32 dropped on you, and this nigga crossed him up. Yeah, I was about to say, and dropped him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I heard um I heard uh I saw Obi I saw the numbers but then I was listening to the I caught up on the pod before we got on on um the next pod they said uh Obi looked good able to hit his threes he's getting a little more comfortable they were really talking about um oh god what's this is it Sims is that the center's name um yeah no he's balling yeah 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 they were really talking about him I guess he's like ten for ten or eight for eight or whatever he is. But they're talking about how he's in position, athleticism. They're like, wow, looking at him and seeing his athleticism. And they, they were like, we know it's only summer league, but the athleticism that he's showing. And he was like, you know, with Mitch not not knowing where he's at with his foot, Nerlens Noel has a tendency not to be able to make it through a full season. And uh, I think he's on a two-way contract, right? Uh, who? Sim- the center Sims. Oh, he's yeah, on the two, it's, right? It's, so there's like we might see, we might see a out, lot of them. They signed Miles McBride today. Gave him a long term shit for like what four years or some shit like. Oh, that. he's so been looking. Like he, yeah, they talked about him. They said Grimes need to pick it up, but I know you said that too. But that, but before we get to him, McBride, he been like, yo, he's been really good and really like like they're pleasantly surprised at what they're getting out of him. Well, not pleasant, but Tibbs isn't. They were saying some one of the other coaches said he was pleasantly surprised, but I know that that guy was a specific Tibbs pick that he wanted. But they did talk about Grimes needs to pick it up and and you know show that he belongs, even though he was a back end first round pick. Ant, you been watching? Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, great, great content for the podcast. No, I mean no, that nigga, that nigga McBride's a pit bull. <laughs> He's short, but he got these long ass arms. But I remember before when he was, we was chatting, he said like he doesn't mind your Marcus Smart. I'm like, yeah, he does. Like he just he's tenacious. Mm. His, his his shots a little little wank like a little a little ah. Uh. But the whole thing is that when he puts when you when he's on you like he on you and like he's every play fighting around every screen. He's in your chest like he play old school defense. I mean it's, and the thing about Grimes is like you're you're expecting something from him. But I mean like you've seen some outstanding rookies so far in in summer league so far. So the whole thing is like if you, you're going to get some guys that's going to you know fucking play like rookies. He's playing like that right now. I mean, I mean, it has the ability to to make his shots and so on and so forth, but you, you want to see a little bit more of him. But I, I'm not certain with everything that they've done and everyone that they signed, how much playing time you're going to get. I mean, I, I see him more in a D league, yeah. anything else like that, than than whatever. So I mean, it's just a learning experience. You're gonna be if he's going to be a part of Knicks, he's going to be with Obi. He's going to be with quickly. Like the guys on the floor are going to be the part of the future. So like getting a feel with him, seeing how they play so on and so forth, even if you're not going to rock with him most of the year. You gonna get a ton of time down in the D League just to go ahead and work shit out. So, I mean, I wasn't expecting a lot from him, but I mean, he he's doing what he's doing. I mean, the guy was what the twenty fifth pick. No, yeah. not no, not not McBride. McBride no, was second no. round. Grimes is the second round, first round pick. Right. Where we pick Grimes? Twenty five, twenty six. Twenty five. Right. Twenty five. And McBride, I think thirty eight, some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they they've been hitting on second rounders. Like I said, even like I've been impressed with Sims. His athleticism is just some out of this world shit. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I just, fearless. Yeah, and I I just hate niggas already throwing away. Like, all right, we already got a replacement for Mitch. I'm like, all right, relax, calm the fuck down. Let's see, let's yeah. see how this mm-hmm. shit goes. Let's see how it works out. But I mean, his athleticism is just is, is something to behold. He gonna struggle a bit defensively, but but he makes good rotations. He's always active. I mean, that's not more you can ask for a rookie. We so. just got to get stronger, man. Mitch. Yeah, they, they yeah. literally said that. That was a point they literally made that you just said. Because that's every like, yeah. ever. So Mitch, yeah. Mitch had to struggle defensively in the beginning, too, because he couldn't stay on the court. Yep. He's fouling all the time. You know what I mean? Like, every center, that's why the Lakers always waited out. You know what I mean? Then buy the best center that's in the NBA. Um, yeah, they that was a there was a lot of um what I heard on and again like like you know I was pay attention to the pods and stuff like that because I don't know enough about ball when I in terms of what I see but that was literally what they say they were just talking about you know once you get strong one of the things the other things they said they were like um, when he gets with Johnny Bryant and another another guy named Kenny Kenny something I can't think of his name Danny they were Payne. like Kenny Payne, Payne thank Payne. you yeah and they were saying. Really, one of the things they're probably really going to focus on is helping him jump straight up. And I only know that matters because I remember that was a thing with Roy Hibbert and why he was so good defensively against like LeBron and them because he used to just jump straight up. He didn't jump into them and it like mattered defensively. Like I, that little tidbit, like I wouldn't understand that if I didn't you know watch that series. So hearing them say that, like I know that means something because I knew what it meant when I saw when I heard them say it on the pro level. But that was like that little thing. I was like, oh, okay, so he's got he's got something. So we'll see. But they were saying that he's probably going to be a person that gets a lot of playing time only because they think you know with the with the injuries and coming up there he may get you know a couple more minutes than they expected because they'll just need they'll need a body at that position here's as they get through the season. Here's the fact of the matter is that this year the Knicks, not even the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau needs to take a step back. Um, just allow the team to take a step back and don't play uh, Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett the most minutes. Mm-hmm. This out and allow players to get better. Mm-hmm. Topping. Mm-hmm. Topping. Right? Yeah. 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 They were talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He got to do this. Yeah. The dude. I mean, I don't know how you guys. I don't know how what the summer league. The, the bar is at some league, but uh like I like I said on the on the pod, they was just like, yo, they was like Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin are NBA are solid NBA plays. They was like period point blank. Like you know these guys don't belong here. He was like this is this is literally they was like this is child's play for them. The way what they're doing, what they're trying out. There was like a some they were talking about his step back. They were talking about quickly step back. He's added like a couple of different things to his game. There's like a pop up and then a step back. That he's added to his game. 
Yeah, I didn't hear you say that one time, B. Like quickly, he might get like one more game in. They're they're oh, okay. quickly and topping of one and two scores in yeah. total. Yeah. I mean, they hyping all the rest of these niggas like like all these other draft picks and shit. But nigga, the Knicks got some niggas in it, but he, they just didn't get burned from from um our boy. Tibbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel it though. I mean, Tibbs was trying to, you know, win, ride his horses and shit. Yeah, win and shit. And damn, he did it. But like you said, that that would be dope if he did get to take a little step back and shit, and uh, let some of his other talent shine. And I mean, I figured with having like Evan Fournier and Kimball on there should, uh, you know, hopefully make the scoring a little easier so them niggas can fall back and yeah. get you know get topping on the floor with the niggas while Julius Randle gets spells and shit and stuff like that. And um, it's it's funny, man, like. You, we know that, like, for, you know, NBA team to be pretty good, they got to have, like, a pretty tight rotation, you know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. want to be digging in the crates, like, every game and shit for niggas and whatever, you know, just have a nice little thing. But, yeah, I'm real curious to see how, how they get to spread out this talent, man. Because, um, shit, man, the Knicks got motherfuckers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they look, they look good. They were, even to the point they were, I mean, listen to you, um, Ant, say that. Deuce would probably get a lot of burn. Again, this is just me regurgitating what I heard from a pod. They were just like, depends on what happens with Grimes and how, you know, good Deuce is doing. They was like, they could just wave uh, Valdoza or something like that. But they were like, more than likely, they're going to want to see, at least see him on the floor. And if they can get a trade from him, if they feel comfortable moving forward with any one of those and stuff like that. So <clears throat> it looks good. I'm excited. Like, you know, I've never listened to it. I'm on the basketball pods more than I'm on the NFL pods right now. And it's literally revving the NFL season's revving up, but I'm just excited about the Knicks. I like everything that, um, everything that we did. I like how we look, you know what I'm saying? I feel good that we got, we got decent shooting now to spread the floor. So Atlanta won't be able to close in the way they closed in last time. So I'm excited. I'm excited for, I'm excited for the next season. I'm excited to see where we go, where we, where we go and what we do. Yo, man, speaking of next seasons and shit, right? I don't think I ever watched fucking Love and Hip Hop Miami, right? I never really watched too much of Love and Hip Hop at all. Me neither. I, I, watched, I, I watched, like, New York when they had, like, uh, when Joe was on there, Joe Budden and shit, because, you know, fuck with Joe Budden and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I watched some of, like, the Love and Hip Hop LA shit, because they had, like, Ray J. I want to see what Ray J did a little bit, but I never watched some of that shit real religiously. But, like, fucking Love Hip Hop Miami and shit, they got Nori on the show. Oh, word? They got Nori next oh, I gotta season. Watch that. And, and they got Ace Hood next season and shit. And I fuck with Ace Hood. The thing is, yeah, I fuck with Ace Hood and shit, but I fuck more with his wife, yo. His wife is like, I love Ace Hood wife and shit. I follow on Instagram. She's, she's following me too. And shit like that. I met mean, like, one Wednesday. Yeah, she's she nice too. She's nice. She ain't fine as shit, but she pretty than a motherfucker. And she got that fucking them wide ass hips and some ass on her. And she funny too. I remember she was she had little she had little roles and this, that, whatever and shit. Mm-hmm. Different little TV shows and stuff. So it's like on the straight for her and Nori, they might get me to watch an episode or two or some random shit. Like they, <laughs> they might they might get me just to just to see, just see how much they get. I might have to. I think um Excuse me, you mentioned that. Isn't I believe Thursday or Friday, I believe um Malice in the Palace drops on Netflix. No, I watched that shit today, bro. So oh, it dropped already. Dropped okay, it dropped already. Damn, I watched that shit about two hours ago. It's a it's the a doc untold the, uh, yeah. yeah, it's untold doc or whatever. It's about an hour, maybe like 15, 20 minutes and shit. And the thing was, I didn't seen the fucking thirty for thirty Malice in the Palace and we didn't all seen um Quiet storm, you know, Ryan Artest shit. So we got peace up. So I was wondering if I was going to get, you know, nope. much more from mm-hmm. it. And I can't say I got that much more from it than I did the other shit, but it was a decent watch. And it pretty much had the sit downs with, you know, Steven Jackson, Ryan Artest, yeah. and Jermaine O'Neal and everybody. And I think I got most of it. I guess I got more of how Jermaine O'Neal really felt about the mm-hmm. shit. And I never really thought about it at the time and shit. I guess I wasn't paying much attention. But it's like how Jermaine O'Neal, like, and I think, uh, was it Donnie Walsh and shit? 
think Donnie Walsh said that Jermaine O'Neal probably got it the worst when this shit was all over because the niggas was really rolling. It was like, you know, that was like the last chance for Reggie to Reggie Miller you know, get, a ring. Get, yeah. get, get a ring. And he had to, you know, but Jermaine O'Neal was a fucking beast, rising star and shit. Mm-hmm. And our test being a beast, and you throw with Steven Jackson shit and whatever other pieces. And it's like, fucking Jermaine O'Neal, like, yo, they labeled me a thug after this, that, whatever, and shit like that. And he said, never like really bounced back from it. And he said, all he did was just, you know, see his boys, you know, and some shit. And he was like, you know, trying to defend him and shit. And, um, they went a little more in depth on like, you know, how niggas tried to reduce their suspensions and there's some little criminal charges that popped up and shit. So it was like a decent watch. It, it was short enough where it was whatever, but it's cool. And I, I remember, uh, yeah, I saw Stephen Jackson on like Breakfast Club talking yeah, about that's what I saw it was too. coming out. So, yeah. And that's I saw now. So. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize because when I went to look the last time we recorded, it hadn't dropped yet. So I thought it was dropping like on a Friday or something. Like, All right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going yeah. to check that out. And, I, and I'm a person that I don't have Showtime, so I didn't see. Even though I love Ron Artis, I didn't see that. I didn't see his um, whatever you call his uh, his doc on Showtime. Yeah, quiet storm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll get to um, I'll get to uh, catch up on that. Uh, I don't know what's dropping this Friday. I don't know. I don't. Who knows if we are getting down? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at this point, you know. He's just, he's just, you know, we keep, I don't want to say we keep falling for it because I wouldn't be a person that would have bought more tickets to go to it again, but I'm looking mm. for the album because I want it, you know, I like Ye as a producer and as a visionary when he's making music, so I'm looking forward to it, so I don't know. Allegedly, we're supposed to get it. That's all I can say is allegedly that we're supposed to get it. We know the locks have definitely made the album because we heard the, uh, we heard the song. I saw that he took I mean, he did take down that baby record that I really that I actually like, but he took nah, it down. Nah, nah. Yeah, mm. baby's out. Baby's verse is hard, like they say nah, in New York. Ah, ah, ah. <clears throat> I saw that. Yeah, I but, did see that he took it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nah, yeah, you know, you know how it is. Kanye got a tentative release date of the fifteenth right now. That's just coming Sunday, so. uh yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm a wake up. I'm not. I'm gonna be a, I'm a check. And uh, you know, I hope this ain't like detox nigga. Like, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you never know. You never know. He's in a position where he could just. I'm just. I just looked at um. I just pulled up. There's nothing really dropping. I mean, unless you're Iggy Azalea fan, that's the only Iggy thing that's dropping. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was heavy as Iggy Azalea said. Maybe like right before that first album dropped, and when it did and shit, it's like, yeah, this is that bitch and shit. Then that shit kind of like fell off, yo. Oh, that Almighty J dude did finally dropped an album. I didn't know that. Uh, check that mm. out. I was just checking out what might have what I might have missed. But it's funny going back to that T page. I know he was off it, but uh, that, uh, we well, we mentioned that uh, Don this shit. You know, you think about another little funny rant that uh, a nigga went on and shit when he was talking about how uh, how these artists said, how these, uh, I think, what's his name said uh, in his little quick time with slime shit where he, like, throw, the, um, throw shit at, the, uh, at whoever's his guest star and they give, like, two questions and, like, pick either or if you pick both, you got a drink and shit. And one thing he said, I think DJ Drama or DJ Khaled, and um, I think he picked Drama. And then uh, it's going on, and Noah's like, yeah, you know, drama, this, that, whatever shit. And uh, and then Noah's like, yo, drama had, you know, a little problem with, like, little Uzi and shit. And then T-Pay went on a little rant, like, yeah, that's just record label shit. He said, these motherfuckers, these little niggas and shit come out, maybe having problems with their label and shit, talking about they want to do this, or they want to drop an album with fucking no fucking artwork and shit. And they want to do this, that. They basically said they want to do Kanye shit, and these niggas ain't Kanye and shit like that. But uh, T Pain classic, yo. After you listen to this, go listen. Oh, actually, don't listen. Watch the fucking T Pain shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yo, shout out to um Tory Lanez. I keep screaming about um, NFTs to a bunch of people, but it's the way like it's happening. Like that, we all just got to get on it before the record labels figure it out. Because you could just mm-hmm. get your shit and do it. Like he flipped the first set. He put out seven hundred albums. 
and it sold because he did the same thing. He sold them for a dollar. So it's a tw- I think it's 13 songs. It's his new album because since they're not putting it up, he just took it and made it NFT. So he made $700. And the resale on the first 700 is already at 34000 So off a dollar, he made 700 And then he's already it's already being flipped for 34000 And you get a percentage every time it's sold over and over and over. You never lose your IP when one of the people that bought it sell it off. You still get, I think it's you, whatever the percentage you negotiate, you still uh-huh. get your XYZ percentage, no matter how many times it's sold over for X amount of dollars, you're always going to get paid. So it's the true definition of ownership. So artists really need to get on that. Keep telling people, Bilal, who's just a backup singer for Dre, made $13 million doing this last year alone. It's a it's the new wave. Just get on it. Who knows how long it's going to last? Get on it now. But um, well, I don't think he sold a million copies of that NFT album in 57 seconds. It's only, yeah, because it's a full album for a dollar. And Tory gives us good albums. You'd buy a Tory album for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? If you that, if you're from that, I may not, but like that, his his fans would, because for us, we buy a J album for a dollar. Like we invest in that because we're like, oh, J gives us good content all the time. He doesn't let us down. Mm-hmm. And we're not the biggest Tory fans, but Tory makes good music. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Now, I, I would say I'm, I'm a fan of his music. Like, I've okay. never like, heard this nigga on and like, <clears throat> turned it off or anything like that. But yeah, man. Corey fucking like. Yep. So salute to him. I know he's going through whatever he's going through, probably with his label and still feeling after effects or some of the shit from the from the shit last year or a year and a half ago with Meg. So salute to him for figuring out how to make still make passive income doing what he loves. Uh, I think we covered everything that we need to cover. Nothing else. I'm not looking at anything. I don't think nothing else happened. I know y'all are probably watching basketball, but as hmm. always. You can get at us on IG at Better Than You Pod. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. Peace.